Welcome to What To Do When, the podcast that you can turn to whenever you want to get unstuck. I'm Kathleen, I'm your host, and I'll be your trusted guide, your coach, and your friend through all of life's trickiest moments. Each episode, myself and guest experts will be tackling the real, raw, and relatable challenges that life tends to throw your way. Together, we're going to be navigating actually how to do the inner work, equipping you with the tools to empower yourself and to create the life that you've always envisioned. So if you've been feeling stuck with something in your life, submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be diving into your question in the next episode. Let's dive in. Hello and happy new year. Welcome to another episode of What To Do When The Podcast. I can't believe that it is now 2024. This episode is being released on New Year's Day and it's so timed just perfectly because we're going to be focusing on answering the most dreaded question, what to do when you want to set intentions for 2024. And now I know that it's super common to get to the new year, to feel overwhelmed, to feel stress, to feel like you have this external pressure to make this year better than the year before. And that's what I kind of hate about goal setting. It's what I hate about setting New Year's resolutions. And it's why I've chosen to create this live workshop style episode. um, Because I want to walk you through the actual steps to setting intentions, to getting really clear, to clarifying what it is that you want to get out of your year. And being able to amplify the best parts of you that exist rather than focusing on New Year's resolutions where you often try and fix yourself or fix something that you believe is wrong with you, which is frankly really shameful and just doesn't feel that good. So today's episode is all about answering that question, what to do when you want to set intentions for 2024. So we're going to go through these 10 amazing steps. It's a workshop style episode, just like the one we've done at the end of 2023. And I have to thank you so much for sharing that podcast episode, which was the 2023 reflective episode, which was again, a live workshop style where you got to do 11 powerful reflective questions right there on the podcast with me out loud or in your journal. If you haven't done that episode, go back and do that exercise. It takes 40 minutes. Go on a walk. Go on your next on your next car drive. Go and complete that episode because it will give you so much knowledge and understanding for what you need to do here and how you're going to be setting the most amazing intentions for your 2024. And I have to thank all of you for sharing that episode far and wide. The episode and the podcast has been charting all over. It's been doing really well. And I've gotten some amazing feedback from New Zealand, Australia, Belgium, the Netherlands, Canada, USA, all over the globe. And yeah, it's it's just amazing and exciting to see that you guys are loving the new style of podcast that I have introduced, which is really practical, really exercise-based. And this is where today's episode is just going to be the most perfect thing to set you off and the new year in the most loving, centered, grounded, flowy, exciting, compassionate way for you to have the best year yet. So without further ado, let's actually dive into this episode. So for today, again, like the reflective episode, you don't need a journal and a pen, but if you love to journal and it helps you, go and grab it. If you just want to go for a walk and do this stuff out loud, or if you want to do it in the car ride, maybe you're with a friend or a family member, or maybe you're solo tripping, whatever it looks like, But again, it's one of those things where I've made this as easy and as simple as possible and you just get to do it right here alongside me, alongside a friend. I'll be sharing the 10 steps, the 10 questions. I'll be coaching you. I'll be guiding you and I'll be sharing some of my own intentions and reflections from 2023 for 2024. So I'm really excited. Now, I've set a bit of a mantra for 
this intention setting workshop episode and I just want to ground you in before we begin. So I want you to take a deep breath wherever it is that you are and if you can place a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly and if you can decide to grant yourself compassion and kindness and curiosity as you go through these exercises. And I want you to repeat the mantra three times, which is to transform in 2024, I focus on what really matters. To transform in 2024, I focus on what really matters. Repeat that one more time, taking a big deep breath in. And really sighing it out and letting go of any expectations, of any pressure, of any of the falsities that you've picked up on. And we're going to be looking into a lot of the shoulds later on um, as we get towards the end of the exercise. So get excited for that. But this episode is going to be quite transformative. And I can't wait to share with you the tools that I found that have helped me shift away from going in that state of being like, oh my God, is it going to be same year, same me? Oh my God, I have to transform myself in the new year entirely. I have to look completely different. I have to feel completely different. I have to go in with hustle and drive and pressure myself to achieve all of these societal expectations. These are the tools that I've learned to shift me out of that mindset and into one where you're actually getting clear on what is important to you and how you want to live your life and how you can amplify your already existing ideas, create creativity, your excitement, your values, and the things that you're already amazing at, how you can multiply that, how you can identify what areas of your life you might need to focus on this year in order to be able to grow, to heal, to develop, and to ultimately just be the person that you want to be and live the life that you really want to live. Nobody else. And I decided to actually look into some of the numerology of this year because it's always fascinating. If you haven't read your horoscope, go for it. Go read it. I always love to do this thing where I save my horoscope from the year and I go and look back at it the following year to see if it was correct. But the numerology for this year was really interesting. So 2023 was a year of the seven, meaning that we were almost more contemplative, more spiritual, more flowy, more kind of head in the clouds. Whereas 2024 is a year number eight, which is a year of transformation. It's a year of groundedness, of action. And it seems like quite a powerful year for being able to not only heal and grow, but to actually see some practical steps made in the direction that you want to go which is quite exciting now the way that I want you to approach setting your intentions for 2024 and how I want you to think about this year is that it's just one year and there are going to be so many more that add up to creating the entire vision of your life in these exercises we're going to be getting specific on what the next 12 months of your life get to look and feel like I don't want you to overwhelm yourself you don't need to have the perfect life by the end of 2024 you don't need to be a perfect version of you intention setting is about letting go that the idea of that the perfect version of you is the only version that is worthy of love and success the you that you are today is so valuable and so important and I think so often we rush through those stages where we don't know what we're doing where we're confused where life is challenging where we're going in and out of relationships where we're figuring things out where we're changing careers where we're healing we often tend to rush through those we wish to rush through those times because they are uncomfortable there's a lot of change that happens in these times and we want to get to the good parts but what I want you to see from this experience is that these are the good parts. These are the moments, the moments where life is tricky and hard sometimes and you have highs and you have lows. This is it. This is life. And I want you to think about 
how can you be more present in these moments and be more excited to be in your life rather than constantly trying to race to the end of it where things might feel more perfect or where you might feel like your life is more acceptable in terms of society standards for success. I want you to think of each year as a continuum, as a step in the overall journey of your life. You do not need to be perfect by the end of this year. You do not need to have achieved all of your goals. You need to have lived. You need to have learned. You need to have experienced things. And by getting clear on the things that I'm about to show you by using some of these tools, this is going to support you in creating that continuum and committing to the journey of your life rather than continually trying to live just to get to the end point. Because that really isn't the point. The point isn't to get to where we think is perfect and live that perfect life. The point is to grow, to heal, to learn, to develop, to experience new things, to experience old things, to rewrite patterns. It is about all of that. It's about living and figuring out who the hell you are along the way, including the multiple versions of you that are going to exist every single year. So let's dive in to part one of 10. This is the first question. So again, I'm going to give you time after I share with you what this first step is about. I'm going to give you time to answer the question yourself. Be some music in the background. It is like a workshop. So sit back, relax, and let's go. And reminder, you do not need a journal and a pen. Only grab one if it's what you love. So what are the lessons of 2023 that you need to bring into 2024? So what this question is asking you is, what did you discover that was really important in 2023? What did you learn? What was pivotal for you last year that you feel like you need to bring into 2024 and almost not forget? And for me, I want to share this reflection with you, which I spoke about in the last episode. But this last year in 2023, my word was people. And I really put a focus on people and relationships. And coming from someone who is Miss Highly Independent, that was really different for me. I tried to align my choices and my actions and even where I went in the world to be around the people that I love and to commit to deepening my relationships with them and prioritizing them. And as a result of it, I saw how much people supported my mental health this year, my overall well-being. I really gave myself bucket loads of evidence that people and relationships are truly some of the most important things in my life. And I want to bring that into 2024. I do not want to forget that. I do not want to go back into my old ways of being where sometimes I isolate. Sometimes I find myself being super independent and not wanting to need anybody out of fear, out of fear of being rejected or being let down. And I want to bring this energy of where I continue to invest in people, where I continue to invest in my relationships. So what is it for you? What did you learn in 2023 about yourself or about life that you're like, damn, I do not want to forget that in 2024? Was it about your health? Was it about movement? Was it about your priorities, your values? What's really important in life? What was it? I'm going to give you a minute to answer that question. Okay, welcoming you back to part two. This is a great question. And again, you know, I'm all about the feelings. What do you want to feel 
in 2024? What emotions do you want to be feeling? If we could wave a magic wand and you get to the end of 2024 and you could list out what were some of the main feelings that you consistently felt throughout the year, what would they be? What feelings and emotions do you want to be experiencing for the next year? And again, it really helps to think about this by trying to time jump, by trying to imagine it's the 31st of December 2024, you are looking back at your year that has been, and you're thinking, wow, this year I really felt whatever it might be. And I'll share with you mine and also a tool. So I'm going to, again, once again, link in the feelings wheel, which is an amazing tool. It's a list of emotions and feelings that help you get really specific. So go click the link. I'm going to read some to you to give you an example if you can't click the link right now. But go and click the link if you can. Look at the feelings wheel and have a look at what are some of those emotions and feelings that are important for you to feel. What state, what emotional states do you want to be experiencing in this year ahead of us? So for me... I actually looked at this and some of the emotions that I really want to feel this year are proud, trusting, courageous, and in awe. And I think those are really special. So let me just briefly share with you a couple more emotions. If you are driving, unable to actually look at this emotions wheel, it's one of my favorite tools. So within the happy wheel, we've got happy, playful, content, interested, proud, accepted, powerful, peaceful, trusting, optimistic. And then we've got some other ones which are more specific. Cheeky, free, joyful, curious, inquisitive, successful, confident, respected, valued, courageous, creative, loving, thankful, sensitive, intimate, hopeful, and inspired. So those are just a few, but I hope they gave you some ideas. And just have a think about what do you want to be feeling? What emotions are important for you this year? Curiosity is always a great one. I'll give you a little bit of time to think about that. Okay, bringing you into step number three. This is a really fun one, and I don't want you to overthink this. I want you to literally just jot things down or speak them out out loud as they come up. So for me this year, I'm going to just reflect on that last question. I said I wanted to feel proud, trusting, courageous, and in awe of my life at the end of 2024. So bringing us to that third question is, what are all the little things that will add up to you feeling this way? What are all the little things that will add up to you feeling this way? So again, these could be habits, these could be daily routines, they could be things that you're doing, but what are all the little things that are going to happen or you're going to do or experience in this year that are going to add up to you feeling some of those emotions? So for me, I will share a couple of them. I wrote singing lessons. I really want to experiment with my voice this year. Um, Investing in my podcast. This podcast is doing really well and I think it's something that I have known it for a long time actually it's something I really really want to pursue and investing in it and yeah creating a more professional outlook on it 
getting support in this area for me to learn more, to grow more as a podcaster is really important for me this year. I also want to invest in a continuing education program. I want to date. I want to get into a new relationship. I want to be honest with my family. I want to spend time and invest time with my friends and my family. I want to travel back home to New Zealand. I want to go to Japan. I want to play netball. I want to experience less social media. So those are some of the things that I just jotted down. So for you, what are some of the little things that you will be doing, experiencing or going through that will add up to you feeling some of those emotions that you felt? Giving you a little bit of time to just speak all those out loud, list them out, big or small, whatever comes to Okay, bringing us in to number four. In order for you to feel this way, so again, going back to those feeling states that you wanted to be experiencing, in order for you to feel this way, what do you need to focus on believing? So this is asking you, what beliefs are going to support you in feeling some of those things? What beliefs are going to create those feelings for you? So for me, I wrote that money comes easily and effortless to me. I wrote that I am the gift. I wrote that I can access my queen energy, which is something I'm playing with this year. What do you need to believe is true? Is it that you're safe to be yourself? Is it that you know yourself? Is it that you can trust people? Is it that you believe that things come easily to you? Is it that you believe that you're courageous? So that you believe in miracles? What do you need to believe in order to feel some of those feelings that you want to experience in 2024? A minute to write that down. Okay, and bringing us into number five. So again, we're looking at those feelings. You can see a bit of a theme here. If you feel this way at the end of the year, so again, looking at it's 31st of December, 2024, you've felt, you've been looking at your feelings and emotions that you felt that year, and you're saying that you felt happy, excited, or whatever it might be. If you feel this way at the end of the year, what would someone that knows you well notice that you're doing differently? So if you were to get to the end of this year, and you were able to see, or people were able to see, that you were feeling those feelings this year, what would they notice that you were doing differently? How would they notice that you're being differently? How would they know? So for me, I wrote down a few things here. And I, again, I love these questions where we're thinking about how would other people know that we've experienced a change? So for me, I wrote showing up differently on social media. 
I write socially, I'm more relaxed, and I'm focused on building quality connections as my most authentic self. I also wrote doing more exercise, working, socializing, increasing my capacity. I wrote investing in programs and my podcast is at another level of professionalism. So think about that. What would someone that knows you well see that you're doing differently? A little bit of time to think about that or to write it down. Okay, now moving on to number six. What do you think you should be doing this year? This question gets you to dive into what external pressures or expectations are you holding for yourself? Based off how old you are, based off where you live, based off what your family think, what should you really be doing or focusing on in 2024? What achievements should you be ticking off? What milestones should you be ticking off? It's really important to get clear on these shoulds because they're often hidden within our subconscious. They're often these external drivers that we don't realize and these pressures that we're placing on ourselves that maybe have nothing to do with what you really want. So what shoulds exist for you? Given the age that you are, I just want you to list out all of these things. Is it the big expectations that you have of yourself and where you're meant to be at right now? For myself, I've just turned 28, so for me... I'm really thinking about, you know, the pressure of buying a house, of setting myself up for the future, of one day having children, getting into a relationship, marriage, car, babies, all those big things. And then in business, I also have all these external pressures that I should have a million followers, that I should be at a certain level of success, that I should be seeing X amount of clients, that I should be working in my business X amount of time. And really, these are just some things that I have to look at myself personally, and I do these exact exercises I'm going to take us through to see whether they're actually important to me or if they're things that I'm feeling pressured by from other people. What does your family expect of you? What do your friends expect of you? What stage of life are they in and what stage of life are you in? I know sometimes it can be really hard when maybe your friends are all getting married and having babies and buying houses and maybe you're just trying to make it through. Maybe you're going through a mental health crisis. Maybe you've had to move home. Maybe you've had to go look after someone, whatever it is. But get clear on what are the shoulds that you're expecting of yourself to do this year. Write them all down, jot them down. It could be losing weight, it could be getting a promotion, marriage, car, houses, money, travel, weight, health, all of these things. I just want you to list them out so you can become aware of them.
Now bringing you into question number seven. Are there some of those shoulds that you need to wave goodbye to? Of these shoulds that you've kind of listed out, what ones are things that other people are expecting of you? What are those societal expectations that maybe just aren't for you right now? Are there some of those that you need to wave goodbye? For me, this really looks like letting go of the idea that my business and my life and my life needs to look a certain way. For example, I always thought that in my business, I needed to be full-time, that the goal when you started a business like this was that you'd be in it full-time. And really interestingly, what I've discovered being in my business full-time and not being in it full-time, being at part-time, what I've really noticed is that it kind of sucks to be in my business full-time. I feel like my head's in the clouds. I feel disconnected from people and from life. My work is very specific. And so it's actually been really powerful and important for me in the last couple of months this year to recognize that I do want to work part-time a couple days a week somewhere that I enjoy with great people where I've got my two solid feet on the ground, where I'm in the world, where I'm socializing. I didn't realize how important it was to socialize when you work online. And this is something that I've really had to let go of, even though the traditional idea for success as a coach is to be in your business full time. But that's not for me. It's not the best for my mental health and it's not how I want my life to look. So what are the ones that you need to wave goodbye to? Coming to question number eight, which of those shoulds would you like to reframe and fit with how you want to feel this year? Which ones would you like to reframe and fit with how you want to feel this year? And the reason that I'm asking this question this way is because a lot of these shoulds are actually important. You do need to be financially stable most of the time to live a good life. You do want your mental health to be on track. You do want to be in relationships with great people, have great friends. Buying a house is amazing. Being able to have a beautiful car, fantastic. Being able to have children, getting married. Some of these societal expectations are actually important to you. And what these questions are getting you to discover is how can you make these important to you and what they represent to you rather than, oh, I'm turning 30 this year, so I need to tick this off the list, for example. So for me, relationships are really important. I do want to get married. I do want to have children one day. And even though I'm inching closer and closer to 30 and my biological clock is apparently ticking according to society and there's all this pressure to really speed through the next couple of years in order to make sure that I get to where I want to go, instead of thinking about it like that, I get to reframe it. And I get to think about how important quality relationships are to me how much I desire to love and be loved, how much I want to be a mother one day, how much I want to learn and grow and go through that experience with someone amazing by my side who helps me to become a better person. Those are the ways that I want you to start thinking about some of these shoulds that you might feel are actually really important to you. This isn't about 
shaming you for wanting some of these things. It's about creating more self-awareness based around what you really want and why you want these things. If I was going into the dating game this year, which I am going to be going into it, wink, wink. If I was going into that from a position of, oh my God, I'm 28 now. I need to go and lock someone down and make sure that I find someone to spend the rest of my life with so I can have the life that I want. You can pretty much damn guarantee that I'm not going to meet the person of my dreams. The person that's meant to be by my side. I know that in order for me to go into that and to meet the person that's going to be really amazing and a really important person in my life that I can build this life with and have children with, I know that I need to go into it from this intention and from this why of why it's really important to me and what it represents for me, not for anybody else. And that's what I want you to discover in this process as well. So what of those shoulds do you need to reframe? Are there any that you'd like to? A minute to answer that one. And we're getting ready to come to a close, bringing you to number nine before we do a really fun exercise that you're going to love. And this is about summarizing. So we've explored all of the feelings that you want to feel this year in 2024. We've looked into them. We've also looked into society's expectations and maybe the pressure that you've been putting on yourself to be a certain way to, or to achieve certain things. We've gotten really clear on what's important to you and why it's important to you. Now, what I've discovered is every time we go to set these New Year's intentions or these goals or these reminders or these mantras, they're forgettable. It's really, really easy to forget this stuff. And so this is why in this second to last exercise, we're going to be summarizing. So is there a word, a vision, a color or a symbol or even a quote that represents 2024 for you? I love to have a word for the year. It's been so powerful and it almost becomes an extra special value of mine for that year and it becomes a light post that I look to, that guides me. And I look to it for my decisions, for the choices I'm making in life, for everyday steps, whether I join this gym or not, whether I decide to go on a second date with this person or not, whether I choose to uproot and move somewhere else, who knows. But when I make those decisions, I've used that word. And so for 2023, my word was people. Every decision that I made in 2023, well, hopefully about 90% of them were all about people and making sure I was surrounding myself with the people that I wanted to be surrounded and close with. It was about investing my time with them, my energy with them, getting vulnerable with them. And that was really important for me. So start with those feelings. So go back and remember, what did you want to feel this year? Was it courageous? Was it confident? Was it excited? Was it curious? Was it in awe like me? What did you want to feel this year? What does this vision look like for 2024? And is there a word, a symbol, a color? Even if you're a very visual person, a color really helps sometimes. Again, don't overcomplicate it. Or even a quote that you might love. It might be that mantra that I shared with you at the beginning, 
which was to transform in 2024. I focus on what really matters. It might be that. But is there a word that maybe you can ground and summarize in? So for me, I've got three at the moment, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the, the final one, and I'll share this one with you. So and they were belief, risk, and investing. And what I really like about the word investing is it represents the idea of investing both in myself and the things that are important to me, investing in the people that matter, and investing in the things that I want to create and desire, like relationships and my business and this podcast, and investing in my education, investing in my health, investing in my clients. Investing is a really key word for me. And it often brings up a lot of fear because of the traditional means of the word investing. And I've had so much fear around that word for such a long time. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be my word for 2024. And I'm really curious what yours is. Once you've discovered it, or if you've got something else, a color or a symbol or a quote, whatever it is, I would love, love, love for you to share that with us in the comments in the Q&A on Spotify, if you're on that one, or share it with me on Instagram. I'm at Kathleen.MindsetCoach. I would love to hear from you and what your word is and keep each other accountable. Now with this word or this reminder or this vision or symbol or color, I want you to make sure that you put it somewhere, that you put it somewhere near and dear to your heart, that you write it down, that you tell your friends and family, that you put it right next to your bed that you write it on the mirror where you brush your teeth every morning and you look into and do your makeup, whatever it is. I'm going to give you a little bit of time with the music in the background to just think about what word might suit you for 2024 or the color or the symbol or the vision or the quote. Take some time. Sit in that silence with the music. Just take 30 seconds before we move on to the final step. Okay, now bringing us into step 10. This is the final step and it's something that I think is going to be really fun. And I've genuinely never done it before in this way, but I'm also really excited and I really felt the call to. So for step 10, we're going to be doing an intuitive card pull. So I have these beautiful, so I have these beautiful Work Your Light Oracle cards by Rebecca Campbell. And what we're going to do is I've pulled three cards that represent 2024 for you. So I want you to now think of them and choose a number one, two, or three. And I'm going to read out the card and share the card's meaning and words with you. And this can be a little bit of a theme for your 2024. Take what you can from it. So are you choosing one, two, or three? Think of that now, write it down, think of the number, and listen for your card. So card number one is align your life. What is not aligned or needs to change? What in your life is no longer in alignment with who you truly are? We are cyclic beings in a constant state of change, of evolution, and of growth. Change is one of the only certainties of life. When you resist your cyclic nature, you resist life and you feel stuck. Most of us have learned to be who the world wants us to be, but there comes a time when it is harder to hold on to this facade than it is to embrace who we truly are, to surrender to how we have changed and align life to that way of being. If you pull this card, you are being called to let go of who you once were or the things that you once defined yourself by. The job, the relationship, the mask you wore, and to embrace who you truly are now. To courageously step into the person that you came here to be in full authenticity. 
to embrace your weirdness and your uniqueness. Perhaps you've outgrown some relationships or circumstances, and it is time to reassess and bring all the parts of your life into alignment so that they are congruent with who you truly are today. And the inquiry here, so this is a great prompt to journal on, is what in your life is not aligned or needs to change. So that was number one. So if you chose number one, that is you. Let's go to number two. So if you chose number two, this is your card. It is the Pallades card. A double mission of channeling and uplifting humanity. The Palladians are a group of star beings dedicated to raising the vibration of the planet and sharing new consciousness through creations and technology. They have been incarnating on Earth since near the beginning of humanity. You are a soul who has a double mission. To grow at a soul level and to raise the vibration of the planet. If you've been called to write, speak or channel, this is your sign to keep doing it. Your work is divinely guided. Of all of the souls, Palladians are the chattiest. And so perhaps you've already started channeling some of this work into the third dimension. Thank you for doing your part in the great plan. Your presence and unique light is needed. And the work your light transmission is to say, I call upon Palladian consciousness of the highest realms and highest good of humanity to work through me. Let me be a channel for only the purest light of the essence of source. Let me channel in a way that also serves me. What a beautiful card. So if you chose number two, that was for you. Okay, and coming to number three. So if you chose number three, this is your card. I love this one. Don't dim to fit in. How are you dimming your light in order to fit in? Don't dim your light to accommodate someone else's smallness. We are all born to shine big and bright. The universe is expanding and you are part of the universe. So expanding is part of your nature. If someone makes you want to retract, notice and slowly back away. They are not for you and you are not for them. Better yet, find it within yourself to expand and shine your light anyway. Flowers don't open and close according to who is walking by. They open and show their beauty regardless. If others don't want to be around you or you make them uncomfortable, it's because you are the shining light on the fact that they are dimming to fit in. By choosing to shine bright, you may just inspire them to turn on their light too. Or not. Keep your light on anyway. All relationships are essentially an energetic agreement. The moment one person decides to start rising up and allowing their light to shine, it changes the energetic agreement and can sometimes create waves. That's completely normal. The relationships that are meant to last will adapt to the change in energy. Others won't because they were born likely under the proviso of I love you as long as you don't shine brighter than me. That's okay. Not all people are meant to be in your life forever, but the lessons they teach us can still live on. And the inquiry here is, again, great to journal on, how are you dimming your light in order to fit in? So that brings us to the end of the exercise, the intention setting exercise. And I really hope that you've walked away with an understanding of not just what you want to do this year, but how you want to feel. I know that you'll walk away from this episode feeling more grounded in what's really important to you in this year of 2024. And I want to again remind you that life is a continuum. This year is just one of so many more that you're going to get to live. You do not need to achieve everything you want in this year. If you can imagine that you get to your 85th birthday and you're looking back on this life, this is why I love doing the words, because you can almost see it as like an equation. You get to 85, you're looking back on your life, you're in the position that you're in or that you want to be in, and you get to see how every single year was an equation, it was a sum, it was an addition, it was just compiling on top of each other to create the entirety of your life, the whole vision. 
these years are so important. These years of healing, of growth, of development, of getting curious about who you really are beneath all of the expectations, all of the beliefs, all of the trauma. And I just celebrate and encourage you to keep going on this journey. I know that it's really hard and the new year can be a particularly scary but also really exciting time where we have all of this energy and all this excitement to change ourselves and to go into this new year and to create so many new things. But I also just want to remind you to stay grounded in that moment and to focus on what's really important to you, to forget the noise, to stop dimming your light to fit in and to forget about all of the expectations that society has of you that your family has of you, that your friend has, friends have of you, and to get clear on what's actually important to you. What do you value? How do you want to feel every day when you wake up? Just what's important to you, nobody else. Drown out that noise. I hope these exercises have really supported you in doing this. And I want to share some exciting news with you, which is that I'm opening up three one-to-one private coaching spots in January, so in 2023. I specialize in helping people shift from states of fear, anxiety, and self-doubt and real stuckness into states of belief, of confidence, of excitement, and of doing. That is my specialty. And I do this through working and teaching you inner child work, somatic parts work, and doing traditional mindset coaching and talk therapy. One-to-one coaching is for somebody who knows that they need the support to create the radical change they want to see in their life. They are looking for someone to help them accelerate their own growth and their own healing. And what you need to know about working with me and why I love one-on-one so much is the personalization of it. What I've learned in this time is that nobody changes or grows or develops or heals in the same way. And what's so important to me is making sure that I'm teaching you how to do this work for and within yourself for the rest of your life. It's why I'm a coach, because I'm so passionate about teaching you these tools that you will rely on for the rest of your life, not only for your mental well-being, but for your continuous changes, before your continuous stages of evolution and growth. We're human beings. We're not meant to stay the same. We are meant to change. We are going to go through challenging times. And when you have tools like somatics, like inner child work, When you have those tools at your back, when you know how to work with the parts of you that are stuck in fear and anxiety or overwhelm, when you know how to work with those parts of you, you know how to get yourself out of the negative spiral, out of the downward loops, you know how to pull yourself out, you know how to make change and create change in your life, you know how to navigate the tough times so that when you get to the experiences where you're so far out of your comfort zone, because I talk about this a lot, but what we don't realize is that the life we want is way outside of our comfort zone. And every time we leave our comfort zone, fear will come up. This is why I am so passionate and why it's a big part of my 12-week program is learning to work with the parts of you that experience and hold fear. These parts of you are based on all of your childhood experiences, your subconscious belief systems. So becoming aware of them and then building a connection with these different parts of you that sometimes hold you back, that sometimes keep you playing small, doubting yourself, Learning to work through these parts of you is key. Otherwise, they will continue to show up in your life. They'll continue to drive your life in a direction that is the same. That is the exact same as the path that you're on, the people who you're with, how your family lived their life, what the people in your town do. In order to grow and to achieve different things and to change, you have to leave that comfort zone. And in order to do that, you have to know how to work with your fear. 
So I'm so excited to announce that those spots are opening. If you want to learn more, I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll also put the link in to book a connection call. So everybody who signs up to One Fun Coaching must book in a connection call. So it's a free 30-minute chat to actually understand and get to the root of some of the challenges that are coming up for you and to ensure that coaching is a fit for you and where you want to go. I'll walk you through the process. I'll explain how it works. And most importantly, we will check if it's a fit. If it's a vibe, if we're getting on really well, because that is something, again, as a coach, I've learned over time, you have to have a great coaching relationship with your client. You have to be able to, as a client, feel comfortable by your coach and also to feel excited by working with them and challenged at the same time. It's really important to have that trust and that vulnerability there. So if you want to apply, I'll put everything in the show notes. And remember, if you have a question, what to do when, if you feel stuck, overwhelmed, you keep getting anxious, whatever it is, if you've got a big question of what to do when in 2024, again, link in show notes to submit your question and we could be diving into your question in this next episode. Thank you for listening and make sure to share this episode with anyone who needs to set intentions in 2024 and who needs to stop setting goals that they know they don't actually want to achieve. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value and if you love the podcast, I'd really, really love if you could rate, review and comment on the podcast below. And now for the fun part. I want to hear your biggest what to do when questions. Submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be answering your question on the next episode of this podcast. I want this podcast and the coaching and the support that goes along with it to be in the back pocket of anyone and everyone who's on their own journey of self-discovery, of growth and of healing. It can be a lonely journey and I know that support and friendship goes a long way. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your social media pages or send it to your group chat or a friend or family member in mind. And as always, I'm here to support you in so many ways, this podcast being just one of them. If you're looking for additional support in creating the life that you've always envisioned, working through your issues that you've likely been avoiding for years, this is exactly what I do. My one-to-one coaching program focuses on building belief in yourself. Application and information about my online workshops and one-to-one coaching are all in the show notes. And I'll be here when you're ready to dive into the work. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I want you to remember that you're doing enough, you're being enough, and that you deserve good things in this life. I'll see you next Monday morning for the next episode of the What To Do When podcast.